Chapter Four of the Fall River Tragedy by Edwin H. Porter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four. Hiram C. Harrington's story. Hiram C. Harrington, a brother-in-law of Andrew J. Borden, having married Mr. Borden's only sister, Luanna, and a blacksmith by trade, threw some light upon the manner in which the Bordens lived, which was highly interesting and important for the police to know. He said in an interview the day after the murder, quote, I have become acquainted with a good deal of the family history during years past. Mr. Borden was an exceedingly hard man concerning money matters, determined and stubborn, and when once he gets an idea, nothing could change him. As the motive for this crime, it was money, unquestionably money. If Mr. Borden died, he would have left something over $500,000, and in my opinion that estate furnishes the only motive, and a sufficient one for the double murder. Last evening I had a long interview with Miss Lizzie, who has refused to see anyone else. I questioned her carefully as to her story of the crime. She was very composed, showed no signs of any emotion, nor were there any traces of grief upon her countenance. That did not surprise me, as she is not naturally emotional. I asked her what she knew of her father's death, and after telling of the unimportant events of the early morning, she said her father came home at 10.30 o'clock. She was in the kitchen at the time, she said, but went into the dining-room when her father arrived. She was very solicitous concerning him, and assisted to remove his coat and put on his dressing-gown, and inquired about his health. She told me that she helped him to get a comfortable reclining place upon the sofa, and asked him if he did not wish the blinds closed to keep out the sun, so that he could have a nice nap. She pressed him to allow her to place an afghan over his body, but he said he did not need it. Then she asked him tenderly several times if he was perfectly comfortable, if there was anything she could do for him, and upon receiving assurance to the negative she withdrew. I then questioned her very carefully, as to the time she left the house, and she told me positively that it was about 10.45. She said she saw her father on the lounge as she passed out. On leaving the house, she says she went directly to the barn to obtain some lead. She informed me that it was her intention to go to Marion on a vacation, and she wanted the lead in the barn loft to make some sinkers. She was a very enthusiastic angler. I went over the ground several times, and she repeated the same story. She told me that it was hard to place the exact time she was in the barn, as she was cutting the lead into sizable sinkers, but thought she was absent about twenty minutes. Then she thought again, and said it might have been thirty minutes. She entered the house and went directly to the sitting-room, as she says she was anxious concerning her father's health. I discovered him dead, she said, and cried for Bridget, who was upstairs in her room. "'Did you go and look for your stepmother?' I asked. "'Who found her?' But she did not reply. I pressed her for some idea of the motive and the author of the act, and after she had thought a moment she said, calmly, "'A year ago last spring our house was broken into while father and mother were at Swansea, and a large amount of money stolen together with diamonds. You never heard of it because father did not want it mentioned.' so as to give the detectives a chance to recover the property. That may have some connection with the murder. 
then i have seen some strange men around the house a few months ago i was coming through the back yard and as i approached the side door i saw a man there examining the door and premises i did not mention it to anyone the other day i saw the same man hanging about the house evidently watching us i became frightened and told my parents about it i also wrote to my sister at fairhaven about it miss borden then gave it as her opinion that the strange man had a direct connection with the murder but she could not see why the house was not robbed and did not know of any one who would desire revenge upon her father yes there were family dissensions although it has always been kept very quiet for nearly ten years there have been constant disputes between the daughters and their father and stepmother it arose of course with regard to the stepmother mr borden gave her some bank stock and the girls thought they ought to be treated as evenly as the mother i guess mr borden did try to do it for he deeded to the daughters emma l and lizzie a the homestead on ferry street an estate of one hundred and twenty rods of land with a house and barn all valued at three thousand dollars this was in eighteen eighty seven the trouble about money matters did not diminish nor the acerbity of the family ruptures lessen and mr borden gave each girl ten shares in the crystal spring bleachery company which he paid one hundred dollars a share for they sold them soon after for less than forty dollars a share he also gave them some bank stock at various times allowing them of course the entire income from them in addition to this he gave them a weekly stipend amounting to two hundred dollars a year in spite of all this the dispute about their not being allowed enough went on with equal bitterness lizzie did most of the demonstrative contention as emma is very quiet and unassuming and would feel very deeply any disparaging or angry word from her father lizzie on the contrary was haughty and domineering with the stubborn will of her father and bound to contest for her rights there were many animated interviews between father and daughter on this point lizzie is of a repellent disposition and after an unsuccessful passage with her father would become sulky and refuse to speak to him for days at a time she moved in the best society in fall river was a member of the congregational church and is a brilliant conversationalist she thought she ought to entertain as others did and felt that with her father's wealth she was expected to hold her end up with others of her set her father's constant refusal to allow her to entertain lavishly angered her i have heard many bitter things she has said of her father and know she was deeply resentful of her father's maintained stand in this matter the house on ferry street was an old one and was in constant need of repairs there were two tenants paying sixteen dollars and fifty cents and fourteen dollars a month but with taxes and repairs there was very little income from the property it was a great deal of trouble for the girls to keep the house in repair and a month or two ago they got disgusted and deeded the house back to their father i am positive that emma knows nothing of the murder End quote. End of chapter four